Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. Here, let's hear from Freedom Rain again. Yeah, shout out to Stephen X about that comment about... Um not letting them play Rage Against the Machine or anything political. Yeah, I remember I used to be a big fan of WWE, um, and they used to have have the show, of course, Monday Night Raw is War. And then after 9-11, they changed it to WWE Raw. Like, they wouldn't let you say Raw is War anymore, you know? Um, So, yeah, it was just a lot of things like that. It was kind of weird how they did it. Of course... Um, I'm honored because my name is Freedom, but we remember when the French wouldn't fight with us in the war as the Allied forces, they changed everything. They had French in it to like freedom. It was just so much propaganda and so much um, tribalism associated with this. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, I'm a big metalhead and I remember all that, the heavy music was kind of put on kibosh, but yeah. Anything that would be, you know, kind of like a revolutionary theme song was was kiboshed, right? Especially um, Rage Against the Machine and uh, System of a Down. Put your hands up, get out of the car! Put your hands up, get out of the car! Everybody was supposed to sing along the next verse. Come on. else we got here worm span span band there span my day i was just thinking about that question earlier today like what is really meant by don't forget always remember um i really think it all comes down to hey there's planes in the sky they need to be fucking regulated or else fucking disasters can happen so let's get on it let's stop fucking letting the planes just do whatever they want Let's have some fucking checks and balances. Like, if there's a plane flying over, you know, some high fucking buildings, we need to have regulations over that. We need to have checks and balances. It was never done until, like, after 9-11. So many security practices were put in place afterwards. It's not even funny. But it's like, they should have been in place before. It's like, wake the fuck up. Oh, yeah, right. Well, And when we still, still to this date, we haven't put any safety measures in place um in our harbors at all right nationwide harbors are still wide open after 9-11 didn't do anything to secure our harbors and like i was watching this thing about smuggling like drug smuggling and human smuggling all that and it's it like they're like the number of shipping containers that that come and depart every port every day you know they can only they just do a stab in the dark like yeah anything in this one nope okay but i mean they can't check you know, they can only check 1% of them, if that, um, you know, so, you know, and, and I think I was talking about, like, you know, what makes me think the war on terror is all hyped up is there's so many ways, like, that's one of them, and our waterways, all of our waterways are open, right? So if anybody wanted to, they could just poison the shit out of millions of people, but they know it's never happened, right? Or, you know, fires, you know, you never, we never heard of a, like an extremist, 
you know, starting fires that, you know, that would be terrorist terrorism. Never hear of it. And it, and it would be super cheap and anybody could do it, but it doesn't happen. So I think the whole war on terror was created by this, you know, project for the new American century, by the new world order, by the George Bushes, the Dick Cheney's, the Paul Wolfowitzes, the Donald Rumsfelds of the world, these power tripping megalomaniacs who are not okay with just having a good life and having their family live a good life, but they want to control the path of, of humanity's future, right? The new world order. Um, so you've got these sick people who are carving up the globe. You know, it's, it's the same mentality of the people in the first world war, you know, these elitist imperialist nations that carved up, you know, Africa and the whole globe, it, you know, that, and that's, that's why we have these countries, the current country names is basically, it was all carved up by, you know, oligarchs in World War I to steal resources. Um, you know, so it's just kind of the perpetuation of that really, ultimately, yeah. when, you, when you pull back the lens, you know. Absolutely. So, people out there, how do you feel about the war on terror? Have we spent enough money? Should we spend more money? Should we put boots back on the ground in Afghanistan? Do you not give a fuck? Do you know George Bush drinks blood? Would you like some? Let us know. Drop us a message. I remember that when French toast became freedom toast and French fries became freedom fries. And another thing, the Dixie Chicks got canceled because they weren't so sure about the official story of 9-11. Right. <laughs> I remember the war drums being beat by the mainstream media. It was like everybody was pro-war. If you were anti-war, they would took you off the networks and stuff. And I grew up in the era of terror. That influenced who I am because I, I watched it live on my way to high school. And that was the era of terror. And then by my senior year, the Marine recruiters were at my high school, recruited two of my best friends, and they went to Afghanistan. And I feel like this was a cancer of my generation, you know? Like, those $2 trillion could have been spent for free education, for, like, jobs over here. We could have been a good generation, but we they fucked us over, man. 27,000 troops come home wounded. With amputees, no legs, no arms, blind. It's fucking sad, man. I'm just, I'm grateful for the people who went over and fought, but I'm just glad I never signed up, you know. Well, I see absolute horror. I cannot see. I got it. Right. Oh, that's a great song. Great song and a great movie. Johnny, get your gun. Uh, have you seen the movie? Mm -mm. Oh my God! It's it's a black and white movie about a World War One victim that gets hit by um by a mortar or something and loses his arms and his legs, uh, and that's what Metallica wrote that song about. It's awful. Okay. Yeah, great movie, great song, and they've uh, they've that song totally drives it home. So I think I found something here about the um the art students in the Twin Towers. I got to go take a leak. I'm going to be back in a minute. Can you hold it down for a sec? Yes, I can. Much love. Art students. What can be said about art students? 
decided to bend their evil criminal masterminds plotting your demise. When you see them enter your place of business, have a good look at them. What are they up to? Bringing their art, their artifice, their artificial worlds into your world. They're bringing their lies. They're bringing their lies. Don't let them descend upon you. They want to borrow an entire floor. Beware. Beware. Israeli art students will descend upon you. I will wait to get this message. In with the good. Hey now. Hello, Dave. Yes. Hello, David. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Purple Kush, Stephen X, Red Tricks, Gorilla Radio. I want to know uh, more about Gorilla Radio. Uh, Vader, Spanbadares. It makes me think of Spandau Ballet because it's easier to say. <laughs> Freedom Rain, KC, Blissful One. I should be reading the bottom name, shouldn't I? One. I think I answered my own question. Sweet. We've had 87 people come through. Look at that. Yeah, so people let us know. What, what was your experience like? Where were you? What was your 9-11 uh, what, what experience like that day? And, and what's your takeaway? Like, like, what's your takeaway on um, on where we're at, where we're at now? You know, because uh, what a crazy bumpy road it's been. Stephen X Guerrilla Radio. I feel like Afghanistan and Iraq had nothing to do with September 11th, since the fact that we were already there before in the 80s with the Mujahideen, whatever, funding them against the fucking Soviets. So, I mean, it's all type. If we're already there, then why? There was just an excuse. Obviously, it was just an excuse. Propaganda was set out to the American public. They, were, they made more flags. Everybody was flying a flag for weeks on their fucking cars. And it was just a war drum beating. Sure. Sure, I'm writing down Mujahideen because that's a whole can of worms that I can't wait to open. <laughs> Because um, people need to know, people need to know about that if they don't, right? Um, it's kind of the origins of of all this. And man, poor Afghanistan, man. That that country's they've been bombed for thirty years. It's brutal, brutal. What do we got here? Too much sauce. I'm sorry. What would you say, Owner? Too, too too much sauce. Hey, we got too much sauce in the house. You want to hit that one there? The hey fellas, what's going on over here? You guys have it going on or not? Seems like you do. We got it going on. What in tarnation's going on over there, Bobby? Bobby? Bobby, I I, I talked I, I done told you about that. 
touch it for more than 15 seconds, you're playing with it. I don't even touch it. <laughs> For the 14 Israeli art students. Oh, nice. 14. Let's see what this one's about. Mm -hmm. 14. Uh, 14. I don't know if I trust that source there. Two teams of eight. Hundreds of young Israeli folks claim it is. Uh, I'm still digging for still digging for the definitive. Still digging for the definitive here. You know what's fascinating about about going down the rabbit hole of 9/11 truth and documentaries and this and that. And I don't know if you found this to be true, Worm, as well, but. Um, that things disappear on us, right? Like the videos will be taken down. Oh, you know, yeah, I, sure. I've put I put together playlists, and you know, I'll constantly go back and look at it, and it's like, oh, video has been removed. Like what? Yeah. And then I got to go find it somewhere else. If you can remember what it was, shit. If you can remember what it was, and most times I can't remember the exact title. I'm trying to remember, like you know, I got some key, a couple of few keywords or something, right? Yep. Like that, that, that was the case with that, that one I just refound, which once again, Corbett report, 9-11 trillions, follow the money. That to me, this is one of the most definitive documentaries on it. Cause it doesn't come at like, it comes at it from a, like an, like an investigative, uh, like a police investigator would investigate a crime, right? Who benefited monetarily? Right. It doesn't come at it like who blew up what, because, um, you know, it's easy to get thick in the weeds there. Everybody's so emotional um, about the day. I find this is a great way to come at it like, huh, who benefited monetarily? Right. Or you just throw out the building number seven thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, I want to speak. Yeah, but I want to speak about the Mujahideen real quick. Um, maybe not so quick. So for people that don't know, the Mujahideen was created by elements of the deep state, CIA, whatnot. And what we did, um, we meaning they, is recruited Muslim extremists from the entire world. That's where enter Osama bin Laden. So he was created. He was created. He was on the CIA payroll for years. Um, not only did we recruit these people, actively recruit them from all over the world, uh, but then we trained them in insurgent terrorist techniques. We armed them and we funded them. We also we, the CIA, also built their entire tunnel network in the mountains of Afghanistan for them. And the whole goal of this was to have them fight the Russian army so we could kick the uh, Soviets or Russia out of Afghanistan. Why do we care about Afghanistan? Let's pull back even further. We don't care about Afghanistan. We care about that geographic region. Uh, the country just north of Afghanistan is called Turkmenistan. 
Turkmenistan has, I believe it's the fifth largest reserve of oil in the world and the fourth largest reserve of natural gas in the world. So, and these, name, these names and these locations will start sounding familiar when you learn about the pipeline that was planned before 9-11, right? So there was a meeting in the White House prior a year before 9-11. And this, this was testified to by the head of Pakistan who happened to be there. He said he witnessed this meeting with the Taliban and the Northern Alliance in the White House. The White House told the Northern Alliance and the Taliban, look, you guys are gonna get along and you're gonna protect this pipeline for us, or we're gonna invade your country in October of 2003. What happened? We invaded their country on the exact day we told them, or October 9-11, October 2001, whenever the hell. But we, we, we warned them ahead of time and we invaded on the exact day that we warned them. So we told them this pipeline was going in. Who came up with the, with the plan for the pipeline? Ahmed Karzai, the guy that we Ahmed. put in charge. We put him in charge of Afghanistan initially. He was the ex-head of Unical Oil, and he came up with the plan for the pipeline. Uh, it's called the TIPI pipeline. And let me uh, let me pull up what it stands for. The TP. So it's the TP pipeline. But I did a I did a news I did a paper on this college paper on it, and I got an A plus. Um, so let's see. Here's a map of the TIPI pipeline. So it starts in Turkmenistan, goes through uh, Afghanistan, then Pakistan, and ends in India. Okay, I see. Yep. And so, yep. you know, if you look at the, the map of Afghanistan, every village that you've heard about us being at, uh, having a battle or whatever, oh, we're in, there's a battle in Kabul. There's a battle in the Kandahar province. Those are all along the route of the of the pipeline. Um, and here's a map, even proposed gas pipeline <laughs> in this map, going right from Turkmenistan to India. Um, right. So all these villages that you hear of, there. Oh, there's a skirmish in this in this you know province in this. It, it's basically clearing them out from the pipeline pathway so that we can secure the path of the pipeline. Um, yeah, TAPA gas pipeline that will change the world as we know it, since Turkmenistan has the sixth, sixth largest gas reserve in the world, mapporn.com. Oh, I love that form. A lot of gas volume per year. I can't read it. The numbers are too small, but that's a, a subreddit. Um, and then here's another one, the Trans-Afghanistan Pipeline, TAPI Pipeline. And it shows, you know, all the provinces and yeah. So, 
Right. So it's all about, once again, it's all about oil or gas resources, basically. Right. Um, and then there's the fact Dick Cheney said we would be in, in Afghanistan for 50 years. Well, it turns out Afghanistan also has a huge lithium deposit, one of the world's largest lithium deposits, and lithium is needed for electric car batteries and cell phone batteries. So there's that. Yeah. But will we allow the people of Afghanistan to make money from, from the wealth of their own resources? Hell no. Oh, hell no. Right? Yeah. We won't uh, yeah. we won't allow a rising tide to raise all boats. And another thing. And another thing. And another, and another thing. thing. <laughs> let's let's get these last three messages and I'm gonna have to cruise on out of here, man. It's been a great um, right. it's been a great conversation. It's been great. Um catching up with you. You know, I do think you're the conspiracy theory master. Okay. Well, hey, thank you, brother. Stuff coming from somebody who's been nominated and who is currently the winner. I'm the winner currently hey right now, but I really, I really think that you take the cake. You're doing a great job. I was enjoying this before I came on. I'll be enjoying this after I get off, but I do have some things to do. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so very much for letting me be on. Absolutely. No, it's been my pleasure. Always a pleasure. Love my conversations with you. Uh, you are an educated man and the breadth of your knowledge is always astounding. Man, I love you. Please take care. I'm going to be listening. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, much love, oh, man. Much love. Let's get these last three messages just in case somebody speaks to me. Let's do it. Man, I'm literally dr driving through the neighborhood I lived in on September 11, 2001. It's getting me a little emotional. Wow. I'm getting a lot of memories, flashbacks. I remember our neighbors, all of our neighbors went outside that evening and we we're just like talking, the adults with the kids, you know, I was, I was a teenager and my neighbor who was like a redneck, a like hillbilly guy, he was like taking care of us. Like he made sure like we'll be safe. He showed us his gun. He had like a revolver. Is any terrorist come over here? I'll shoot his head off. It was just, it brought us together as a community. After that, we always like say hi to each other. We always hung around each other. It was, it was like a community that, yeah, we got, yeah, you know, it made us stronger, I feel like. Great point. Galvanize. Great yeah. point. Sure. We usually train all our CIA operatives. They have to work in all assets of our lives. People seem to forget these. There's listen. If you got a uh, occupation, there's a CIA available for that occupation. Just keep that in mind. Hold that right there, and let that sink right in, just for a moment. Yeah. See, I thought they had found billions of dollars of untapped resources over there. Yeah, billions of dollars of untapped resources. But I'm willing to learn. But I did read that. I did read that. I believe they found it in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you are correct. I believe they found uh, unknown oil fields in Iran. Okay, Iraq, I, mean, I will speak to you much later. love much love big Sorry. d thanks worm everybody follow worm if you're not already the dude's amazing very knowledgeable much appreciative for him joining me that was awesome um 
Yeah, let's see. Iraq was the world's fifth largest oil producer in 2009 um, and has the world's fifth largest proven petroleum reserves. Just a fraction of Iraq's known fields. Um, oil reserves in Iraq are considered to be the fifth largest. Yep, bap, bap, bap. Let me find some factoids here, but I found somewhere. that we did, we discovered um, yep, the Romalia oil field, the biggest producing field in Iraq found in 2010. So there it is, boop, boop. Um, not a secret anymore, learn about the untapped oil field that could be bigger than Bakken free. Report expand your wealth. Bop, da, bop, da, bop. Iraq launches tenders for 60 wells in southern oil fields. Yeah, so I uh, I heard the same thing that they discovered even more oil than they knew was was there. So ka-ching. And now a, a frightening factoid out of that is well, not frightening, but whatever. It's just uh illustrates how capitalism works is that Iraq is getting 25 cents on the dollar for their own oil right now, right? Because um, they needed U.S., Russian, and Chinese corporations that have the technology to extract the oil to access the oil. But they're given such non-favorable um, trade arrangements, right? 25% of their own oil. That's brutal. So I mentioned the TIPI pipeline, right? So that's Turkmenistan through Afghanistan, through Pakistan into India. Well, then there's this part B of that plan, which is why Iran is in the news so much. Because, well, we still have to get that, that oil to the coast. And we want to get it to the Persian Gulf Coast where the refineries are. So we really need another pipeline to go in. And this is the IPI gas pipeline, India, Pakistan, Iran, right? Um, so we want this one to go in, but Iran doesn't want it to go in, right? So that's why we want to go to war with Iran. Once again, it's about oil, gas, and the distribution of it, and controlling, not only controlling the supply of it, but controlling the distribution of it, right? Um, but we want to control the Persian Gulf, ultimately, right? Um, and, you know, we got Saudi Arabia, which I'm looking at a map right now. So Saudi Arabia, they're our boys, right? So they, they have a huge, uh, they border the Persian Gulf on a huge shore. Then we got Iraq up in the northern corner there. They're on the, on the shore of the Persian Gulf. But then Iran has this massive coastline. And, and um, between Iran and the United Arab Emirates, they could control this little tiny strait, right? That all the ships have to go through. Um, so Muscat and Amman. Oman, United Arab Emirates, and Iran 
are the ones that that border this the bottleneck um so if we can you know that's why the crazy neocons and neoliberals these psychopaths basically um that are hell-bent on world domination and don't seem to care about global warming because they can just go wherever you know wherever including their deep underground bunkers that's a whole nother topic though but look that up d-u-m-b's all the richest people in the world are building deep underground bunkers and every country has deep underground military bunkers cray 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 got another message here from delish what is your initial feeling about 9-11 like when you first heard it what did you think what did you learn my initial response was, oh, no, they didn't. Um, my gut right away was that it was our government or factions of our government creating a false flag so that we could justify horrible actions to come. And that seems to be what has happened. Um, you know, we still have carte blanche to invade any country for any or no reason. Um, you know, people are all up in arms about Afghanistan and uh, poor, poor Afghans and this. And, and, I, and I agree, but I've been saying that for 20 years. You know, we've been bombing them for 20 years. And then 10 years before that with the Mujahideen and everything like, oh, my God, these poor people. Why can't we just leave people alone? Right. Um, why do we got to be messing with all of Central and South America and in the whole world? You know, we have massive operations going on in Africa. You know, these crazy neocons and neoliberals are hell bent on a new world order. And they have plans. Look it up. Look it up for the North American Union. Right. They already have a currency designed for us and everything. And it'll be the uh, Canada, the U.S., and Mexico, the North American Union, and the Amero is the coin that they already have designed for us. Look it up. You can even see a picture of it on Google. Then there will be the African Union. They did the European Union, but that's, thank God, that's starting to break up, right? They want these unions, four of them throughout the world, the Asian Union. Asian Pacific Union, right? So that they can have then have, you know, put NATO in control of that area. So further removing the power of each sovereign government, right? So we're getting to the place where multinational corporations have more power than, than governments and they're putting in place these appointed or anointed bodies, you know, that that supersede governmental power and then people's vote. So that's the really scary thing is that that machine that was part of 9-11, whoever it was, that machine is so finely oiled and still operating and we've done nothing to slow it down. Um, you know? But, but I urge people to look into this, look into the IPI gas pipeline, look into the TIPI gas pipeline, because it explains everything that the, the news is talking about. And then let's talk about the news really, really quick. Um, 
who owns media in the US. Let's Google that real quick. I'm on so many lists for Googling this shit. <laughs> oh, wait, they just they just showed me an image. Okay, so bam, here it is. Who owns the media in the US? Oh, this is brutal. GE, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, and CBS. Pretty much own it all. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six corporations. Hey, <laughs> these six corporations control everything you need to know. Yeah, here's a great meme with them on there. The illusion of choice. Media consolidation. Media has never been more consolidated. Six media giants now control a staggering 90% of what we read, watch, and listen to. Read, watch, and listen to. That's radio stations, news, TV news stations, and newspapers. General Electric, Notable Properties, Comcast, NBC, Universal Pictures, and Focus Features. Um, come on, damn it. News Corp, Fox, Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, Disney, ABC, ESPN, Pixar, Miramar, Marvel Studios, Viacom, MTV, Nick Jr., BET, CMT, Paramount Pictures, Time Warner, CNN, HBO, Time, Warner Brothers, CBS, Showtime, Smithsonian Channel, NFL.com, Jeopardy and 60 Minutes, among many, 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 many other things. Those are just their biggest holdings, their quote-unquote notable properties. Uh, we got a few messages here. I want to give a shout out. Thank you, people. Blissful One, Gorilla Radio, Delicious, Phoenix 787, Purple Kush, P Kush Man, Lady Bomber. What's up, Lady Bomber? Copper Goddess and Blue Triple Eight. What is up, people? Thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know if you got any questions, if there's any particular areas of the whole 9-11 thing you'd like to talk about. Um, also would like to hear where you were on 9-11 like at that moment and just kind of what you think, what your feelings are about where we are today. Yeah, I'm going to play a few messages. We got delicious on the line. Well, they proved to you how powerful they were. I mean, say what you want about this last administration. To me, the left wing, right wing, all the same bird. But they showed you just how powerful that they were when they censored your leader. The leader of the free world. That is pretty crazy. And it went over most people's heads. They don't realize this. They don't realize that the true pandemic is not what I like to call the but it's actually communism. It's creeping in very slowly, and that's usually how it happens. See, even if you follow all of the mandates, you even if you go out and get to Uber, Uber, you still have to follow the mandate. So it's about control, period, point blank. And that's, that's, that's what communism is about, control. You can't go here, you can't do this. Yeah, that's where we're headed right now. That's what it seems like to me.
Yeah, delicious, man. I would welcome a chai at communism because um, all I've seen is how <laughs> unadulterated capitalism, which kind of borders on fascism, can control us. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see an actual functional version of communism. Sounds a heck of a lot better than where we're headed. I don't know. We got Juju on the line. Sir, I have a very important question. Why do you sound so loud and such like a faggot? No, you did not. Really? Did you really do that? Did you really do that? So, really? So now I got to report you and block you for being such an idiot as to do that in a public forum. Like, wow. Really? 2021? Wow. Anyway, delicious on the line. I would suggest you don't even use Google because they're in control of their own algorithm. I would use DuckDuckGo if you want more accurate information. Not saying that Google doesn't give you accurate information, it just gives you controlled information. Try DuckDuckGo. I guarantee you it's probably owned by the same, what, it's the same 13 people own the same media. It's all the same thing because they all tell the same story. They all have the same narrative and push the same narrative. Same language, same lingo being used. No matter what channel you turn on at a mainstream media, you have to really look for outside alternative news sources or do your own research if you want to find any kind of truth. Absolutely. And speaking of censorship, you know, Alex Jones and the president were censored. You know, no matter what you think of either one of them, censorship is a slippery slope, right? Because the only solution to, you know, speech that you don't like, the only alternative is more speech, right? You don't, you don't censor somebody because that's a slippery slope. Next thing you know, everybody's censored if they don't say what the government, you know, if they don't say that, you know, repeat the government's uh, condoned line. Um, so, you know, if you don't like what somebody is saying, <laughs> we have this amazing ability to do, you know, the simplest thing, change the station, right? Unless somebody's preaching hate against a group of people, um, or screaming, you know, fire in a movie theater, freedom of speech, baby, get out there and say what you believe. That's why I, that's how I utilize this platform and stereo has given me this platform and I'm, I'm greatly appreciative to that. Um, anyway, I'm looking up something more about the, um, Iraq's oil reserves thought to be much greater than they were. Here we go. Did oil drive the U.S. invasion of Iraq by ThoughtCo? ThoughtCo.com. And of course, we know it did, right? But um, let's see if I can get some factoids out of here.
Okay, while its proven oil reserves of 112 billion barrels ranked Iraq second in the world behind Saudi Arabia, EIA estimated that up to 90% of the country remained unexplored due to years of wars and sanctions. Unexplored regions of Iraq and the EIA estimated could have yielded an additional 100 billion barrels. Iraq's oil production costs were among the lowest in the world. However, about 2,000 wells had been drilled in Iraq compared to about 1 million wells in Texas alone. Thank you, Sis Research. Just left me a tip. That was really sweet of you. They added a new thing where it makes this cash register sound or something, or like change jangling in your pocket. That's cool. Thank you so much. Um, importance of Iraqi oil to the U.S. in 2002. During December 2002, the United States imported 11.3 million barrels of oil from Iraq. In comparison, imports from other major OPEC oil producing countries during December was in 2002 was Saudi Arabia 30. 30 uh, 56.2 million barrels, Venezuela 20.2 million barrels, Nigeria 19.3 million barrels, Kuwait 5.9 million barrels and Algeria 1.2 million barrels. Um, let's talk about why we want to overthrow the government of Venezuela and why we are still trying to foment a coup in Venezuela. 19.3 million barrels. In 2002, we only got 11.3 million out of Iraq. We got 20.2 out of Venezuela. So we want to control, we want private corporations to be able to control that oil. We don't like the fact that Venezuela is a socialist country and that that oil wealth benefits the people right? We, meaning the deep state, they don't like that. They like the power to be in the hands of the few. So that's why you're going to hear about Venezuela because of that 20.2 million barrels of oil. Anytime you hear about a country that needs democracy, just go research how much oil they have. It's that simple. I forget who said it, but you know, when was the last time uh, we had to bring democracy to a country whose major export was broccoli? It's not going to happen. We would just watch them die. You got oil? Oh, we're going to come, quote unquote, bring you democracy, which means overthrow your leader, uh, throw your, your country into chaos, bomb you into the Stone Age, and then allow private corporations to extract the wealth of your country. That's what we do. Yeah, baby, because America, fuck yeah. Sad but true. <laughs> Delicious. I'm coming in. We said you was popping. Shout out to Lady Obama. We said you was good. Long time. Yo, you didn't research. You know what? You and research on this panel is so dope right now. So dope. So dope. Delicious. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much love. We got Ra Ra. Lockbird, I'm doing the Lockbird for Comedy Canyon. Lockbird. Lockbird. 
Venezuela used the Dominion voting machines also. I'm just saying, make some of this shit make a little bit of sense. Oh, don't even get me started on the Diebold voting machines. I watched a documentary. This guy was able to hack into uh, a Diebold voting machine and get it to flip a vote uh, from George, from Al Gore to George Bush. This was uh, he was trying to figure out the uh, the Al Gore voting scam. With a dime, he was able to open up the voting machine. Right, so they're that secure. Right, he, all you need is a coin to open the damn thing. And then within minutes, he was able to get it to flip a vote. Like, wow. And he, he wasn't even a hardcore hacker. So imagine, right? So that's, it's, yeah. And it's set up for failure, right? Because why? Because control. So we know this. And we know this, man. But do you remember that episode of The Simpsons when Bart, not Bart, when the Homer went to go vote and cast his vote? I forgot, I think it was it between Obama and Bush, and they kept flipping the votes? That was like way back in 2008, I think, or 2011, one of them. It's like, I'm not, and I hate to bring up cartoons, it just seems like, you know, they just, it's a coincidence. I'm just going to say it's a coincidence. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Sometimes coincidences run a little too deep, right? Um, so I'm gonna, probably going to wrap this up. I've been going for a little while now. Um, if anybody's got any questions about anything specific, um, please feel free to let me know. I can try to address that before I, before I sign off here. But I've been going for a little bit now. Let's see. Two hours and 51 minutes. So I'm going to go nine, nine minutes more. We'll make it an even three-hour 9-11 special. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So what I would like to do right now is talk about uh, some must-see documentaries, uh, must-see 9-11 documentaries that I want everybody to check out. So I'll end with this. And that way, if you're driving or if you're listening or whatever, you can um, you can re-listen to this when you get home or something. So you could write these down and you can check them out. Um, and also, please feel free to share this with friends and you can tell them at the end is a list of documentaries where they can possibly gain some knowledge on the events of 9-11 if they are so interested. So the number one documentary on my list is uh, it's got to do with the money trail from that day. It's called Corbett Report, Corbett Report, C-O-R-B-E-T-T, -T, Corbett Report 9-11 trillions. Follow the money. It's uh, 59 minutes long. And like I said, it's, uh, you know, follow the money trail. Fascinating, fascinating. Um, can't say enough about that one. Another great one is 9-11 um, Explosive Evidence. Experts Speak Out. And um, that is fantastic. There's also a website that goes along with that one. That is ae911truth.org. And that's Architects and Engineers for 911truth.org. Um, but the address is ae911truth.org. No, no slash or anything, just ae911truth.org. 
org. Then a great uh, sub documentary under that, Richard Gage is the guy who put that together. He did an experiment in his backyard to show what thermite can do. Now it's proposed that military grade nanothermate was used in the Twin Towers. But just to show how devastating that technology is, he made thermite with stuff that he could get from the from the hardware store. And he was able to make these charges that that cut through a steel beam with no problem at all. And that uh, you can find that on YouTube. These are all on YouTube. Uh, that one is nine slash 11 experiments. The great thermate debate. Um, then there is got a few more here. Architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, full unreleased version. That's a fantastic one. Um, 9-11 in plain sight. It's another, another really good one. That one's hard to find. <clears throat> it's 9-1-1 in plain sight, the 11th horn. H-O-R-N, the 11th horn. Um, and that is a fantastic one that actually shows like diagrams and things. And um, Yeah, so those are some of my favorites there. And then we've got another really good interview here is um, Abby Martin uncovers nine slash 11 with Jesse Ventura off the grid. She's a great investigative journalist and she speaks with Jesse Ventura about that day. Um, and then also from Jesse Ventura off the grid is a, an excellent episode where he interviews uh, Representative Walter Jones. Uh, Representative Walter Jones uncovers 9-11. Jesse Ventura off the grid. That is a great one. Then there's another Jesse Ventura off the grid. Um, Ventura de declaration uncover 9-11. And he's kind of just pushing for, you know, for an investigation into the day. So. You know, not telling you what to think, just telling you to think and appreciate everybody for listening. Um, oh, here's another fantastic one. And um, nine slash 11 intercepted, brought to you by pilots for 9-11 truth. And this one talks about false blips that were put on the radar screens that day to confuse air traffic controllers. And it also talks about the, um, the military war games that were happening that were also confusing air traffic controllers because there were two military war games uh, simulating a uh, hijacked aircraft. Right. So air traffic controllers kept saying in recordings, is this is this real world or is this a drill? You know. Um, so 
Yep. So those are some sources that I would highly, highly suggest checking out. Um, you know, and, and some of the factoids that you can investigate if you want to dig deeper are the fact that the, the records to the Enron investigation were in building number seven. So, huh, very fascinating that those all went away. But in that first one, they, they go into that, um, into what companies benefited directly that day uh, from the activities of that day. And it's, it's staggering. It'll blow your mind. So much love, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, chiming in. Leave a message if you got any questions. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap it up in a couple minutes here. This has been the explosive 9-11 20 anniversary special of And Another Thing with Dave. I'm now available on all podcast platforms, so uh, please check me out wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google, Podcast Addict, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. I'm in 20 countries, so please check that out. I've got many, many archived podcasts. I think I'm up to 160-something episodes. So uh, you dig what I'm doing here, please check me out over there. And if nobody has any questions, I'm probably going to go ahead and sign off here in about five, four, three, two. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for the support. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for everybody who listened, no matter where you are and what your opinion is. Not here to argue, just here to share information. Like I said, not here to tell you what to think, just here to encourage you to think. So thank you once again. And another thing, with Dave. Recorded on Stereo Live. This will go out over Anchor.fm right after this. And from there, it'll go out to 20 platforms and 20 some odd countries. Super stoked to have people listening from all over, including Ireland, Australia, Germany, Canada, Sri Lanka, Bahrain, the Netherlands, the UK. Much love, people. This has been Dave Smith with And Another Thing. Over and out. It was a military plane. And the plane wasn't no uh, airline or anything. It was a twin-engine, big, gray plane. We watched the first explosion. As we're watching the building, we saw a black, very large airplane fly right into the second building. It came out of south. Right, right in front of our eyes. Just... It was so surreal, like what we said. Were you close enough to be able to see any markings on, on the airplane? Um, it definitely did not look like a commercial plane. I didn't see any windows on the side. I think a bomb went off in the lobby first, then a plane hit the building. Then another plane hit the other building. And but when I was coming through the doors on the other side of the Trade Center, something, either they blew the lobby up or, or something, because it blew the glass out of the doors and knocked us all down.
All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.